0: And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Welcome, everyone. It is. Tuesday, June the 8th, good to have everyone with us today. My name is Jason Hud, I am the Editor-in-Chief here at Sci-Fi for Me. I am behind on getting the Nebula Award winners list out, trying to get that out today, so the live chat is open. Comments are open if you've got something you'd like to share during this discussion, or you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci for me.com. I do want to encourage people to use that email address and give us suggestions for topics and for guests we can invite. Uh, we do invite you to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Have your notifications turned on. Of course, you can find us on all the socials way too many socials. And we've got a newsletter that we put out on occasion, so sign up for that over at the.com. Good to see that we're getting podcast play over in Russia, Japan, Ireland, the UK, Germany. So good to see all of you. If you do have a preference, you want to take this show with you as a podcast. There are a number of players where this show is available so you can avail yourself of that and speaking of which speaking of Germany-ish sort of I guess baby is you've got some some pictures have hit the interwebs. Good to see Stephanie and Cam in the chat. And yes, Cam, I do have my hat on. My my uh, my fedora, my trusty fedora. It it still fits even though my head's gotten a little bit bigger. I don't know why that would be. Today we are talking about Indiana Jones 5. The the one what maybe none of us Really thought would ever happen, but um, it does appear that well, I got hat here. It does appear to be going on. They started shooting this week, and the first photographs have hit the web. So we're going to be talking about that. There are a lot of photos that have suddenly just kind of sprung up out of out of everywhere, and. Um, I have some questions. So we're going to look at some of these. Uh, There's photos. There's video in in some places. And there's some discussion about uh, what we're seeing. There's some speculation here about some things. So we're going to go through that. There's quite a bit, actually, which uh, surprises me, given how secretive Lucasfilm can be sometimes. But this is maybe the rumor. If the rumors are to be believed, this is possibly Kathy Kennedy's swan song. Now, you have to stop and consider, too, that for all of the, the, the notion and the speculation and the people who believe that Kathleen Kennedy does not give a rip about Star Wars... I don't think you could say the same thing about Indiana Jones because it is the second credit on her IMDb listing. She was an assistant to John Milius, who was the director of 1941, which was produced by Steven Spielberg. And then she was Spielberg's assistant on Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is way back even before she was a producer. So she has a history history with Indiana Jones that she does not have with Star Wars. She has maybe not necessarily more ownership, but she certainly does have a claim, I would guess, to, you know, that, that idea of being part of the team what created it in the first place. And so there is that sense maybe that she's a little bit more invested in Indiana Jones than she is in Star Wars. Because if you look at her career, you track Kathleen Kennedy's career, the long shadow of Steven Spielberg is there much more than that of George Lucas. And and as much as she has connections with George Lucas, and as much as it made sense at the time when they said she's going to be the president of Lucasfilm, everybody's like, what? that that's a natural choice she's got a history with both of them lucas and spielberg back in the since since raiders of the lost ark so it made sense at the time that she would be the one in charge of lucasfilm now not so much but maybe i don't know we'll see uh stephanie uh no mazer Mazer says that Kathleen's a go-go dancer in the opening credits of Temple of Doom. I did not know that. I'm not sure I want to know that. But, okay, you know, hey, back in the day, maybe that was a thing, you know? But, see, the, the other thing, too, is having having been on set for a number of films that I have made and I've been part of productions, there are a lot of times, it is not unusual at all for... Uh, producers for producers' families for people uh, for people who are involved in the production behind the scenes to fill in some of the gaps as extras on camera. I I have uh, I have had the opportunity well <laughs> various different productions that I have been on a lot of times. They're low budget and so the crew ends up being in the cast whether they want to or not. Fortunately, I managed to avoid it, but my car has been in movies more than I have because low-budget, you can't afford production vehicles, so the crew comes in and parks their cars wherever they need to be in the parking lot for the shot and, and line that up. So my cars have more screen time than I have in terms of motion pictures. But... Okay. She's been involved in Raiders of the Lost Ark. She's been involved with Indiana Jones since the very beginning. Stephanie's got a question here. Uh, do we know how long principal photography will be going on? If it ends in October, that says everything because they move the production date up a month or two. That's a good question. And the, the rumors that... There that Disney is not picking up her contract, is not going to extend her contract. Uh, a lot of that speculation is still out there, and there are various different people who might poo-poo the notion that she's actually going to be done at the, at the end of this contract. We haven't heard any announcements that her contract is being extended, but we also haven't heard anything official that it's not being extended. Now, she's not going to be bum-rushed out the door. I, that, that much I can tell you. Just, just because that's not how it's done, especially with a producer of her stature and track record. And it doesn't necessarily mean she's good at what she does, although I would say that she probably has been good at what she does to have been able to do it this long. But they're not going to just un- unceremoniously dump her. They're going to acknowledge her track record. They're going to acknowledge her history in the industry, uh, and there's there's the likelihood they'll talk a little bit about you know how she's opened the doors for other women in production, and she could very well have done that. Uh, I'm not I'm not speaking to that one way or the other. It's entirely possible that she has just by example, created new opportunities for women in film. Well, she can do it, I can do it, type of thing. And we have several people uh, online, YouTubers and other places, there has been the speculation that Indiana Jones 5 would be her swan song, would be her last production, at least in connection with Lucasfilm. So it's entirely possible that they did move up the production date in order to accommodate that part of it but the also there's this question then because if they continue so so usually on a major production like this, your shooting days depending on uh, on the on the extensive nature of the budget and a lot of it's going to be effect shots so you don't have you have your principal photography with your main cast. You have second unit photography for like, you know establishing shots of locations and that kind of thing. You have your effects units, shots, so all of the visual effects, the explosions, the miniatures and and all of that. So the principal photography with the main cast could go a month, month and a half, maybe. Uh, I, it, they usually don't go for very much longer than sixty days at the most. I, I I'm guessing that you would have probably a twenty to twenty five day shoot. Um, I remember uh, listening to the commentary that uh, that Robert Rodriguez had on on uh, I think it was Once Upon a Time in Mexico or Desperado, one of the two, and he was talking about the fact that he shot uh, he shot his first. Uh, mariachi movie el mariachi he, he shot it in something like seven days it, it was it was or 17 days and he said suddenly he's on this big production he, he's got 27 days to shoot this and he didn't know what to do with the extra time so on average movies take about a month to two months depending you know again depending on the size and the scope Something like this, where you're going to have a lot of stunt work, probably you're gonna have a lot of action sequences, you're gonna have a lot of practical effects with explosions and stuff. It probably will be the better part of two months, I would expect. That's a complete guess on my part. But I would say, I would say two months at the outside. And then you have all of the effects unit stuff, you have all of the second unit stuff. Um, and second unit generally is let's go shoot a picture of a mountain for an establishing shot or we'll fly to Alaska with the helicopter and we'll get all of these grand sweeping vistas of Alaska and then we'll come back to, to Pinewood and we'll throw a bunch of, of styrofoam powder on the set and, and you're in Alaska. So you've got that unit. And the second unit, of course, or the, the visual effects unit, will take however long they take for you know miniatures and whatever other things that they have. The question that I have about that is what you're going to do with the story given the track record that you've got with the Indiana Jones franchise following chronologically along with the age of Harrison Ford, because Kingdom of the Crystal Skull takes place in the 50s. And if we stay with that timeline, we stay with that chronology, then Indiana Jones 5 is likely to be taking place somewhere in the mid-70s. And if you look at the style of the different movies that were produced... Your first three films are the swashbuckler Saturday morning serial format of the 1930s. And your Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is uh, similar in tone to the science fiction B-movies of the 50s. So what do you have in the 70s? The 70s were dominated by crime thrillers, police movies, things like uh, The French Connection, for example. You had... Serpico, and and that kind of thing. I don't see that kind of movie being Indiana Jones 5. Indiana Jones is not a private detective. You're not going to have the crime thriller, but you also don't have science fiction as the prominent, predominant genre of the early 70s. Early to mid-70s. Science fiction didn't become a thing until Close Encounters and Star Wars blew the doors off and, and we've never looked back. But you have the Western, which was on its way out. You have the crime thriller. And Indiana Jones doesn't really fit either of those. So, I'm curious what they're going to do with it, especially given some of the photographs that we've seen that have come out this week. So, oh, Cam113, that makes a good point. Disaster movies. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Now. We'll get we'll circle back to possible plots here in a moment, but what I want to do here is go through some of these photographs that have shown up. Uh, IJ Adventure Outpost, uh, I don't know who they are, but they've been posting several photographs on their Twitter account., uh, this one here. A lot of it is just behind the scenes. We're seeing, Uh, Harrison Ford, we're seeing Kathy Kennedy, we're seeing Frank, who we we assume to be Frank Marshall here in the ball cap. And they're in the UK. Let me scroll through here a little bit. Here's here's Harrison Ford again. and, And again, he's in his usual outfit, which apparently is timeless. It doesn't make, he's kind of like that, It's kind of like that high school science teacher who does who wears that same outfit for every school yearbook photo. Do you remember? Do you remember seeing that? Yes. Well, and the story behind that is he wore it one year consecutively after the next by accident. And when people said something about it, he decided to make it a thing. It started off as an accident, and then it became a bit. This I. Do we need Indiana Jones in the outfit? Yeah. Yes. Mrs. Boss says yes. Um, Mazur says Mando brought back the Western. Kim says Kung Fu Craze was also around at that time. <sighs> that, would, that would be an opportunity to bring back Short Round, would it not? Especially given the fact that he's a stuntman a stunt now. That would be kind of fun. We'll see. All right, so uh, as, as we're scrolling through here, and those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you can go over and look at our YouTube or our Odyssey channel, and you can see all of these photographs as I scroll through. But then we have these images of Nazi Germany artillery military vehicles, which now... Given the potential... Here's, here's Mads Mikkelsen on set. This, there is speculation about his character, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But with these images now, it has me wondering about the timeline. Because we have German military vehicles uh, near this castle that they're shooting at in the UK. This is Bamberg Castle... Uh, they are closed until June 14th for filming, they say, and we've got this photograph here of the castle on fire. Probably not a real fire, um, but this is uh, this was posted three days ago, June 5th, uh, where you have the castle and you have uh, some pyrotechnics. Uh, which it's it's speculating that this is for Indiana Jones. We have these photographs here over on Reddit showing the construction about to begin at Bamberg Castle. So that's uh, that's where that is. <coughs> Excuse me, I think it's going to be one of those pl- one of those things where we're we're going to be jumping around. Possibly because you have you have Indy in his outfit. And it's interesting, they've been they've been pointing out, uh Justin Gerber here over on Twitter points out Harrison Ford at 78 years old now is four years older than George Hall, who played old Indy on the Indiana Jones the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And Old Indy looks a whole lot older than Harrison Ford, who is now four years older than Old Indy. So I thought that was, I thought that was rather interesting. Now, here we have photos, night shoot photos, uh, involving a stuntman and a motorcycle. And this motorcycle looks very much like the, the, uh, the German motorcycles that we've seen in Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade. And interesting to note that the stuntman is wearing a Harrison Ford mask, and he looks very much like a young Harrison Ford here. This stunt apparently went wrong, and uh, the the motorcycle was damaged. The stuntman is okay, we hear. But he's wearing a mask to make him look like young Indiana Jones— a young Harrison Ford, and so there's speculation, and Stephanie mentions this, the possibility that we could be looking at a flashback here because we've got this locomotive with Nazi markings. Now, if this is the 60s or the 70s, this doesn't work because the Nazis were not doing this kind of thing in the 60s and 70s. They were, you know, defeated. But... If this is a flashback, then somebody in the production design team has maybe goofed because uh, a comment over on Drunk3PO's video identifies this train as a British Railways Standard Class 9F, 9 Foxtrot. And this kind of a locomotive did not exist during the 1940s. So we have now a little bit of a discrepancy, unless maybe we're looking at a time travel movie, and we're in an alternate universe where the Germans won. What do you think about that? I don't think that's what's happening. But you have, you have those, uh, those questions now, because this locomotive is a later design than what you had in Nazi Germany. <clears throat> so it would be interesting. Uh yeah, Cam, I I really would like to see short round come back and not even he wouldn't even have to be Indiana Jones Cato. Uh he could be something like that. But um what if and I, I, I hesitate to even t- t- to go this route. But what if Harrison Ford at 78 is the framing device and the rest of the entire movie is a flashback of sorts to World War II? What if... The, the young Indiana Jones, the mask on the stuntman and all of that. What if the plan is to either de-age Harrison Ford like they've done with, with you know, some of the Marvel characters and, and over at Star Wars? Or, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think this is going to happen. But what if this is a framing device to allow for recasting of Indiana Jones? I'm not saying they're going to do that. That is pure speculation. I'm just throwing that out there just because. But that could be a way because look, Harrison Ford is not young. And he's not going to be able to handle the stunt work that would be involved in something like this. Um, we do have a list of of possible titles that were. Somebody is saying that these were registered with the Motion Picture Academy, uh Motion Picture Association. I don't. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, they have registered trademarks before. So this could be something similar to that. Possible titles. Indiana Jones and the Empire of Evil. Indiana Jones and the Kronos Device. Indiana Jones and the Jewel of Kronos. The Treasure of Kronos. The Bell of Elysium. Indiana Jones and the Next Frontier. And uh, Indiana Jones and the Celestial Temple. Uh, Word is, according to these people, that the title could be Uh, Indiana Jones and the Empire of Evil. But a number of these invoking the name of Kronos, that involves time. And some people are thinking possibly maybe we're looking at an old idea that was scrapped for the last crusade that involves the Fountain of Youth. And that's a possibility, maybe. Um, But... Could that be? But see, I don't know. You have you have a thing, uh, and, and and the criticism. This is I ran across a, an analysis of this earlier today. Somebody somebody going back and looking at the alleged plot hole. Of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the idea that Indiana Jones really does not bring about the resolution and beat the bad guys on this. And I, I think it was over at Collider. And they were basically saying and making a good point here that Raiders of the Lost Ark is not about Indiana Jones beating the Nazis. Raiders of the Lost Ark is an emotional arc for Indiana Jones. He comes into the story at the beginning of the movie very full of himself doesn't believe in hocus pocus mumbo jumbo the boogeyman he's looking at the ark as a valuable historical artifact you know he's very much into the tangible value of a thing you know we have you know he has he I had it in my hand Marcus he's got that he's got that little statue that he that he loses to Belloc and at the end of the movie his arc is such that at the end of the movie He believes, at least to the point where, you know, when he's saying, don't look, Marian, he knows. And and intellectually, he has known what the Ark of the Covenant could do. And now he's sitting there and faced with the potential of actually experiencing it, he turns away because his knowledge— informs his faith that something is about to happen that, is, that involves God, and I'm going to turn my head away because I know what's going to happen next. So it's an emotional arc for Indiana Jones with regard to how he sees this artifact. It's not about beating the Nazis. And you look at The Last Crusade, for example... At the end of that movie, you also have a choice to turn away from that thing you're chasing. This is the Holy Grail. And both Indiana Jones and his dad let it go. They realize that the chase for the thing, the value of the thing, is not enough for the sacrifice that would be involved. And I think if you get to the point where if this story involves the fountain of youth, I would think that whoever is writing the story, whether it's James Mangold or, or anybody else, would understand that when it comes to the point where India is going to have to make a choice, do you drink from the fountain of youth and get your youth back? And then we recast Indy Jones. Or do you turn away? And historically, the character has a pattern of turning away from that thing what could tempt him. And so if we do get the fountain of youth, my expectation is going to be that he turns away from it. That maybe he uses it to save somebody like he did with the Holy Grail with his dad. But he's not going to be selfish and indulgent like that to, to drink from the drink from the, the fountain of youth in order to give himself a new lease on life. Because that's not what kind of character Indiana Jones is. I don't know. It's a thought. Um Stephanie points out, uh, kind of thinking the stuff you see in England being found in in a flashback, we have to remember Mads Mikkelsen is playing a German rocket scientist that came over with Operation Paperclip, thinking there's something out there the Russians want that we want he knows about. Look for him to be a Werner von Braun kind of guy. Yeah, there is is that. There is, uh, uh, we've got, where do I have that? This is the Illuminati, which, you know, grains of salt at the ready, but they're reporting that Mads Mikkelsen could be playing, uh, like, like Stephanie says, a Werner Von Braun type of rocket scientist we do know. And, and J.W. Rinsler, uh, who also has a connection with Lucasfilm from back in the day, we interviewed him and I've talked to him, and I've reviewed his first book called All Up, which looks at, it's a, it's a historical fiction uh, story about the, the rocket scientists of Nazi Germany who developed that program, and then some of them went to work for the Russians, and some of them went to work for the United States and NASA, and that's where we got our, 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 moon, our moon program. Uh, and <laughs> it's an excellent book. I highly recommend it. And this could be something like that and, and the timeline would match up where you have in you know the late 40s, early 50s into the 60s, you have the German rocket scientists who are working with NASA for the moonshot. So that's the, that's the current prevailing rumor as far as Mads Mickelson goes. We don't know anything about Seanette Renee Wilson. She's playing a CIA handler, but what does that mean? And Okay, hang on just a second here, because this idea strikes me as odd, and I wasn't around back then, I have never worked for the CIA, but you have a young black female as the handler in the 50s, or the 60s, maybe? Well, I don't know that the CIA was that progressive back then, but okay, we'll, we'll, We'll take it as speculation at this point. We'll see. Uh, more photographs here. Uh, this is over on the Facebook page Harrison Ford Actor. Uh, we've got some more, some more German artillery, motorcycles, tanks. You're welcome. Oh, I guess I should show you, not just look at me. Okay, there's that. Um. <clears throat> I mean this stuff starts I'm really surprised at how many images we have already because normally this kind of stuff is on lockdown and I have to wonder why we're suddenly getting all of these photos right here in the in the in the beginning of this is this a calculated move to have us thinking maybe everything is going to be okay? Does this make you feel better about this production or not? Because when you look at the differences between uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom, for example, A lot of people were sitting there saying, well, Temple of Doom was not as good because the bad guy was different and there was magic and there was all this other stuff. And then in the Last Crusade, we went back to the old formula. We went back to the Nazis. I hate these guys. You remember? He's talking about, about having to deal with them again. Is it possible that... Is it possible that Lucasfilm feels like the only way you can tell an Indiana Jones story that works is to involve the Nazis? Because the Russians were the bad guys in Crystal Skull, and that didn't go over quite as well. But the Nazis were not around in the 60s and 70s, not like this, not with this kind of artillery. Not with this kind of material. It's unusual. It would have to be a flashback, I would think. Andrew asks, uh, what are the plans for Indiana Jones franchise after this film? Given Lucasfilm's previous actions, they will likely be looking to set up spinoffs with it. I hope not, but maybe. Uh, by the way, Andrew, it's good to see you. I don't, I don't know that I've seen you in the chat before. Welcome. It's good to, good to have you here. Um. It's got to be a flashback. That's, that's one for me. And the other part of it, I mean, when we first started getting indications of what, what Disney was going to do with Star Wars, when The Force Awakens was ramping up and we were first getting ideas about what they were going to do there, they said all the right things. Practical effects. We're going to go back to the doing it the way it was done before. We're, you know, all of these things. And in hindsight, The Force Awakens is essentially Star Wars kind of redone and painted with new paint. It, it just gets a, it gets a new aesthetic. But the general thrust of the thing was we're just going to remake the first movie. Which kind of I get, I get when you make that that first film and you've got a bunch of, of fans who are sitting there going, I don't know, you know, if Lucas isn't involved, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not going to be okay. And And you make this first film very, very similar to the originals in order to reassure. And I even made the point at the time, it felt like, To a certain extent, Lucasfilm and J.J. Abrams and everybody involved was sitting there saying, we understand Star Wars, we're going to make this movie feels like Star Wars, and then we're going to tell all of the other stories. I was wrong-ish. The aesthetic of the Star Wars films is kind of there. The bones of the story was crap, but visually... With the, with the effects and the ships and, and, the, and the environment, it did feel like a Star Wars movie. But in terms of, of the story, there were things that were sorely lacking. But in the, in, the term, in, in, in the sense of the production design and that sort of thing, it feels like Star Wars. Now you get into, say, Rogue One, for example, which feels very much... Uh, like it could directly lead into Star Wars, uh, which some people call a new hope for whatever reason. But that one, in terms of tone and aesthetic, and especially given the fact that you use footage that was shot for the first movie that they didn't use, now you've incorporated it here, Gold Leader and Red Leader. It feels like that one kind of fits, even though the sequel trilogy does not. <clears throat> and we all know that Harrison Ford has uh, has a an affinity for Indiana Jones that he does not have for Han Solo. So I don't expect I don't expect Indiana Jones to die in this movie. But I also am not sanguine about what Disney plans to do with this afterwards. Uh, we still don't know anything about Phoebe Waller Bridge's character. We don't know. If, for example, Karen Allen is going to be in this. Uh, Forbes did an interview with her a while back about the 40th anniversary of Indiana Jones, you know, about Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it appears that she's not in this one. Although we do have some rumor, some story rumor, that the beginning of the movie, Indiana Jones is retired. He's home with Marion, and that's where all of this starts. He gets dragged into some kind of adventure. So, what to believe? Is Lucasfilm really fully invested in delivering an Indiana Jones movie that's really going to get it done? And we've seen Harrison Ford has made comments with regard to the, to the Marvel movies. He says the Marvel movies are killing it. And he would not come back, and this, is, this has been the case for all of the Indiana Jones movies, You have Spielberg, you have Lucas, you have Harrison Ford. Those three people, all of them have to sign off on whatever it is they're about to do or there is no movie. And the assumption would be that since we're getting Indiana Jones 5, that all three of them have signed off on it. Now, it's possible that Lucas has not been involved in any of this at all. I saw Lucasfilm wash my hands of it. But Spielberg is still involved as a producer. Even though he stepped away as director, he's still involved. And James Mangold got a lot of good press, a lot of good reaction for Logan. So maybe that's a good sign. Mangold understands story. Maybe. But for what it means for the franchise, it's a good question. I don't know. I could speculate that we would probably get some kind of a recasting or, like in the case of season two of The Mandalorian, we get a number of episodes that essentially serve as backdoor pilots for other spinoff shows. Maybe Indiana Jones 5 spins off a few characters for their own series of films. I could see that happening, possibly and since we're in the 1970s in this movie the 60s and the 70s it's possible it's even more likely that some of the younger characters from this film spin out into into movies that are a little bit more modern in their aesthetic which means cheaper to produce because you're not you're essentially not doing a period piece like you would if you're doing it in the 1930s or the 40s So maybe there is that consideration as well. And it could very well be that maybe, maybe, maybe Kathleen Kennedy has learned her lesson. I mean, I don't think so. But I keep circling back to this notion that she cares more about Indiana Jones than she does about Star Wars. And whether that's her personal history or her professional history, I mean, she met her husband, Frank Marshall, while doing the Indiana Jones pictures. He's involved in this one as well. This was the beginning of her production career, her career as a producer. There's a lot more, I think, personal, emotional meaning that the the Indiana Jones franchise means for Kathleen Kennedy. I think there's a lot more to it than just make a movie. Um 70s says it's in the 60s. I've seen I've seen both 60s and 70s, so I don't I don't know uh, which is great. It could be both. Uh, I mean it, you're in the 60s, that makes sense for the whole rocket scientist and NASA and all of that. But I, I've also seen 70 because if you look at if you look at the timeline and and Harrison Ford's age, it would line up late 60s, 70s. So it I, I, six of one half dozen of the other, really. If it's in the 60s, that's fine. It makes sense uh, in terms of, of the rocket science stuff. And yes, Harrison Ford is very much in 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 as good a shape as he probably ever has been. And, and I don't know that it, insurance is probably not going to let him do as many stunts as he would want to do, but he's not going to be Tom cruising it everywhere. Um, I don't know. Stephanie says Kennedy doesn't have anything to say about the story. Frank Marshall and Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford are the ones on that deal. She's just there to grab her last accolade before she sells off, and that's entirely possible. Um, <coughs> I will, I will easily believe that this is a way for her to end her career on a high note. Whether that, well end her career at Lucasfilm. I don't know that she's done as a producer. She still probably has a few years left on on doing that. But as as the head of Lucasfilm, Indiana Jones 5, I think, is her last project. And as much as you want to say that she's going to be involved in all of the different Disney Plus Star Wars series, maybe not. If Indiana Jones 5 is a success, and... There's no reason to think that it won't be at this point yet. It's still early. But that gives her uh, that gives her an out on a high note. And the, it, it, maybe this brings the Indiana Jones story to a conclusion. Maybe this is their plan to do this as the last one. Harrison Ford will be done. I don't think they'll kill him off. But Harrison Ford will be done. There's no way he's going to be doing another one because of his age. And I don't think they would... I'd I I'd sit there and I say I don't think they would recast it, but they, yeah, Disney would Disney would recast it. Maybe. But what if they don't? If they, if they launch into spinoff franchises within the universe... You could still have Harrison Ford show up every now and again, like like he did on the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, for example, in a framing thing, or he becomes M, perhaps for a younger for a younger team, a younger group of of characters. I don't think that format would work though, not for Indiana Jones. If you're doing a series of short round movies. I'm there. I would love to see Short Round come back in this in this film. We don't have any indication that that's going to happen, but we also don't know that Karen Allen's going to be back. But I would suspect, if this is going to be the last one, again, because Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was going to be the last one, and Last Crusade was going to be the last one, so this could be the last one-ish. But I would suspect that, you know, knowing, knowing how old Harris Ford is, he's not likely to do another one, which means this is very much possibly his last Indiana Jones film, which means you've got to have Karen Allen back. Because if Lucasfilm hasn't learned anything from the Star Wars movies then they won't. But maybe somebody over there said, you know what? The fans were really upset that we didn't get Han, Luke, and Leia in one scene together. We probably should have Indian Marion together here somewhere. Maybe. So hopefully, hopefully, we get some some closure, some sense of conclusion, the, the, the whole thing kind of comes together. Like Mazur says, movies should be a nice rounding out for the fans. And, and yeah, I can see where they'd want to recast and do a, a, a soft reboot and maybe tell some stories because we have had other people play Indiana Jones at different ages. So it's not outside the scope of possibility, and of course, we always you know, we go back to those rumors that you know we could get a a young Luke Skywalker series with Sebastian Stan, for example. So it's not it's not unheard of. I I I don't know. I don't know that Disney is the right company to do it. And depending on who ends up in charge of Lucasfilm, see, that's going to be the thing. Because if Kathleen Kennedy is done, if, if Kathleen Kennedy is done, whoever succeeds her as the head of Lucasfilm, whether that's... uh, Whoever this is, Gupta that's already there, or if it's John Favreau, or if they bring in somebody else, or if they divide the responsibilities, they give you know they give Mosam Gupta the the business operation, and they give uh, Kevin uh, 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 Dave Faloni creative control, or Favreau and Faloni creative control. I, however they divide it up, whoever ends up in charge of Lucasfilm is going to have that responsibility whether or not to continue the franchise. If Disney decides they want more Indiana Jones, that's going to fall on the shoulders of whoever is in that office next. And that's a big heap of responsibility to get that right because as we've seen with Star Wars, you can very easily get it wrong. Mazuris makes the point, after Kennedy leaves, I think no one will again have the power of the company she had. I, I would tend to agree with you. And I don't think, for all that everybody would like to see John Favreau in charge of, of Lucasfilm, I don't think he would take it because it's an administrative position more than it is a creative position. Which is why I think you're going to see a division of labor, a division of responsibility there where you have an executive in charge of the company and you have creative directors, creative control. John Favreau, Dave Filoni would end up being the chief creative officers, for example, and you have an administrator, vice president, president, whatever – who handles the logistics and the paperwork and the business side of things and answers to Disney? Where your chief creative people would be the top of the food chain as far as what Lucasfilm makes, TV shows and movies, that stops there. And whoever is the creative people, they'll respond they'll they'll answer to whoever whoever succeeds Alan Horn at Disney, maybe. It's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out in terms of the division of labor once Kathleen Kennedy is gone. This assumes that she's gone at the end of the year. We still have a few months left to see if the rumors are going to be true. Now I know I know over the, over the, over the last weekend we've had this blow up in the fandom menace uh, between. Uh Doomcock and some of the others, you know, saying, you know, he's rumors, rumors, rumors. Well, Doomcock has made it very clear, and I'm not gonna wade into the middle of that drama, but I will point out that in all of his videos, Doomcock makes it very clear that what he's hearing he cannot verify. And he tells everybody to take everything he's reporting as rumor. Until we know for sure, whether that's photographs that come out or 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 scripts that get leaked or people that actually go on the record to say this is what's happening. Everything is a rumor. The Fountain of Youth is a rumor. Marion being in Indiana Jones 5, that would be a rumor at this point. The NASA connection and the, the German rocket scientist, it's a rumor until somebody sits there and officially makes it official. Short round coming back. That would be a rumor. That would be fantastic. I don't know. Ma- Mazers, I don't know. I don't think Filoni would be given given that, that amount of responsibility yet by himself. But if he and Favreau both are there together... That might be a possibility. And I think, how do I say this? Because I know over the last couple of years, people have started to sour on Filoni a little bit. I think Filoni's playing cards very close to the vest. I think there are times where he might need to say something that he feels like he needs to say in order to remain insulated, possibly. I don't get the impression that he's one of the creative groups, story groups, what's been causing all the problem. I think he might be... One of these, maybe not necessarily go along to get along, but maybe he's one of these, I'm going to keep my mouth shut until I can actually affect change. And now that he's got a creative director title, he got promoted last summer, but we just found out about it a couple of weeks ago when Lucasfilm's website got updated. Why that delay? And you have, you know, and, and that's one of those things that has people speculating about stuff going on behind the scenes because you have now we know that he's been promoted and he's got more responsibility. Now you have Gina Carano's episode of Bear Grylls being released into the wild, for example. We now have word that the, there's a new Lego kit that's coming out that includes a Carradune minifigure. I don't, I, don't know that, I don't know that Gina Carano is going to be coming back. Drunk 3PO has asked some questions, but he doesn't, I mean, he's, he's got an inside track. You know, for all, for all that everybody gives him a hard time about it, he does talk to her. And if she were to come back, I think it probably would not happen until after Kathleen Kennedy is gone. Maybe Pablo Hidalgo is on his way out. Maybe some of the story group goes when she goes. Who knows? But the fact that there is still some acknowledgement of Cara Dune and some of the merchandise, and the fact that that Gina's episode of Bear Grylls was was allowed to air, and and just some little things, J.J. Abrams coming out and acknowledging that there was no plan for the for the sequel trilogy, for example. Some are speculating, and I'm I'm in this I'm in this camp is this some attempt at damage control PR management in order to, maybe not necessarily save face, but do a little bit of course correction prior to Kennedy's departure? Because Indiana Jones 5, big heapum deal, really great, thanks... Kathy, for all the laughs and giggles, good luck on your next on your next thing. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Mazarus, the artifact that India will go after this time. The speculation is, the rumor is, like we were talking about earlier, is possibly the Fountain of Youth. Maybe. Again, we don't have any idea what any of this actually is going to be until until we get more. Actual information. And if there's anybody at Lucasfilm or Disney who would like to be our inside secret informer, you are more than welcome to send us information. I will keep it on the down low. Really. I don't reveal sources if I'm not allowed to reveal sources. People say this is on background. We can't tell you who we are. Throw me a bone here, folks. All right. Speaking of Star Wars, <coughs> yeah, Mazur says, I'll send Hondo. Uh, yes, he will have information for a prize. Speaking of which, uh, that gives me an opportunity to mention that tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, we will have the latest... Uh, Star Wars headlines on an all-new Salacious Crumbs. We do hope you join us for that. And then on Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, The Rancor Pit, this is our roundtable discussion where we talk about the news from Star Wars side of things. And in the meantime, you can check out all of the rest of the videos that we've got here. If you are new to the channel, we do invite you to subscribe and have your notifications turned on. Of course, find us on all the social media. And that includes some of the alternative social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter like everybody else is. But we're also on Minds and MeWe and Gab and Parlor and Locals. I have no idea what we're going to do with Locals. We're on Discord. I have no idea what we're going to do there. Or if we're going to stay there. We're on Twitch. Not doing anything there yet, but, you know, there are plans and schemes. There are all sorts of ideas that I have of things that I want to do with this channel. It's just a matter of time, people, resources. So if any of you want to help with that, we do have a couple of ways you could do uh, that very thing. We do have the PayPal link. And we do have a Subscribestar account, uh, subscribestar.com slash sci-fi for me. I need to update it. I haven't done anything with it in a while. Uh, So I don't know. Um, So we'll see. Uh, Stephanie is saying that uh, Pablo could be on the way out. He was asked what he's doing after Kathy Kathy leaves. Uh, He says, after 20 years, I don't have any plans. I don't know hers. So uh, we do know, I think... Stephanie, were you the one that was telling me that he that he had stopped following certain accounts on social media, uh, that he stopped following Marvel and stopped following Disney? I'm not sure. I, I think I think I've read that somewhere. Maybe Pablo Hidalgo is on the way out, but if he is or not, that still, you know, there's still the question of whether or not uh, whether or not he, that fixes things because he's just one person, one member of the story group. There are a number of people out there who probably need to leave Lucasfilm before you can actually get a decent course correction for some of the stuff that they're doing. But we will keep an eye on that. In the meantime, uh, check out all the rest of our videos. Uh, Leave a comment if you are seeing this in replay. Uh, You can also um, give us a rating and a comment and a review over on the various podcast players where you can find this show. And do uh, tune in tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern for Salacious Crumbs. Mindy will have all the latest headlines. And we'll be back here tomorrow for more Live from the Bunker. Thanks very much for being here, everyone. Have a great day. Remember, it's not the years. It's the mileage. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.